Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Thoughts on Demand. This week, Jake and I discuss the early stages of parenthood. We talk about some irrational fears that we have. We also share a few stories of coworkers we used to work with that shit their pants. We also talk about our younger days out in the desert when we were pyros and ask you a question about eating boogers. If you could, please subscribe to the show. Share the subscription link with a friend so that they can enjoy the show. Also, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, at TOD Podcast, and you can also find us on Reddit, at TOD Show. All right, thanks again so much for listening. Hope you enjoy the show. I'm really just that first month, once that first month is over, because you can kind of start to get them into a little bit of a sleep pattern and and try, and and it gets easier and easier from there, it sounds like. But the first month to two months is just really tough. Dude, if you're lucky, man, if you're lucky, no, you know, it's completely the opposite. I mean, you couldn't get her to sleep. The only dude, she slept with us until she was five. Oh wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah, she slept with us until she was five. She co-slept when she was born, um, and then, uh, yeah, it, it. We tried. We tried numerous times to get her in her own in her own bed or crib. She wouldn't sleep. Would not sleep. So yeah, she was five when. Um. So that's one. Like I'm just kind of ready for that to just be done with. Yeah. Um. The first six weeks, I think it will be kind of like crappy, because you can't really leave the house with them. You can kind of take them to the store and stuff, but you have to put a blanket over them. You can't do really any social stuff yet, because you have to kind of wait for them to get their shots and all that kind of bullshit and get their immune system all built up. And you have to have a little bit of time, I guess, before you're starting to really take them out and pass them around to a ton of people. And there's been a lot of like weird shit creeping up out here this year. Like our our uh, our pediatrician's like, hey, like she's like, I don't care what your stance is. But she's like, this year, it would not be a year to take a chance. Really? Oh, okay. And she was like, yeah, oh, yeah. She was very serious about it. She's like, there's just a lot of weird shit going around this year. Hmm. Yeah, so you said something that was kind of interesting. Like, you said you're going to take your kid out and, like, pass him around. Like, I don't know. Like, what would define that? Like, who are you passing your kid around to? Everybody at work wants to see the kid. Damn. See, you know, here, maybe I'm, maybe we're weird, but, you know, we had that too. Everyone at my job wanted to see the kid. No, I'm sorry. That's a baby. Like, I, I, we're weird about that. You know, you're at the store and that, that old lady comes over. Oh, how cute. No, don't touch my kid. You know, we, we're like, yeah, we're like that. Hey, no, don't touch my kid. I'm sorry. I appreciate it. And we're not, like, we don't try not to be rude about it, but. When they were little, like, I'm sorry, I people are dirty. Like, are you that same old lady that was picking her nose at the stoplight? Like, I, I just, I don't know you. Don't, don't touch my kids. Like, yeah, yeah I guess I, for strangers, it's a little weird. But these, I mean, the people that I work with, oddly, you know, it's even like people at my last job. They're like, hey, when you're bringing your kid in, like, I, I work really close with them. They really like me as a boss. A lot of these people are like, hey, you know, they've given us gifts and shit and sent us cards and all sorts of crap. And you're like. All right, well, thank you. Like it's very so you're kind of like, all right, yeah, I can I can bring the kid in in a stroller to say hi to everybody. That's just yeah, I guess. I don't the other know. too, man. I, I still would I guess, like yeah, I'm weird, man. Like I, 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 yeah. I was thinking of it as like, is <laughs> this is gonna sound bad? If your kid was a puppy, like if you got a new puppy, you're gonna take your puppy everywhere, right? No, you're not gonna socialize your puppy. Like how how do you how do you train your puppy to be social with people? So, well, and I've trained three dogs, so okay. and I'll tell you how I did it. Um, yes, I do socialize. I did socialize my dogs. I do socialize my dogs. But when I have that puppy stage, I, I need them to focus on one person, one person for that training. So when we had our puppies, it was we, – we, tr- we even tried to keep them away from the kids to a degree where it was just the wife and I where we could – direct the dog and focus the dog on us so it got to learn our command words and we only worked on those commands for about six to eight weeks where we didn't socialize with anybody and then once we had those commands down and they were starting to understand what they were supposed to do 
then we would introduce them to people and and other dogs so they had an understanding of what we were expecting already to a degree okay perfect so So that's my exact timeline that's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. So you have your kid in your house with just you and your wife for like six weeks, and then after that you take them out and socialize them, just like a puppy. <laughs> like that. <laughs> so why why I would suppose. a kid be any different? Like, yeah, you keep them in the house, all that kind of stuff, kind of get them, you know, used to just being alive and breathing oh, and looking right. around. And all then, right. yeah, right, take them out and introduce them to everybody. Okay, you said why why not why the puppy but not the kid? Because my puppy can't get the flu, and the puppy like I can put in a crate <laughs> overnight. <laughs> And get some sleep. I have to care for the kid that's sicker than shit all night. You do, but at the same time, you got to start building their immune system. It's like uh, using everybody that uses Purell and shit. They can't get sick. It's like the person who is constantly getting over being sick is sick, just got over the flu, all that bullshit. I am that guy. I am the one. I have Purell in in my vehicle, in my lunch bag, that it goes everywhere with me while I'm out on my job. I have Purell at my desk because when I shake hands, I go right to that because I'm sorry. I don't. Dude, I've worked with people, and I've seen people do stuff on the sly. We had one guy at Frito. He would constantly pick his ass. Like, underneath the pants above the boxers, pick his ass at work, and then go right back to work touching chips. Like, I'm sorry. I, I'm going to shake hands with that guy. Like, I, I know where your hands – like, I don't know where you have been. I don't know if you're the guy that's picking your nose. I don't, I don't know what you're doing. But if you're that guy now, too, then you have to be the guy that – Lysol wipes down your steering wheel at work every day. You got to be the guy. Why am I, no, nobody the, else is touching my steering wheel. But your steering wheel's still dirty from all day long. All the other stuff that you're touching, the door handles, all that other stuff, and you get in and out of your truck, you never think about it. Yeah, I have Purell in my truck. I actually Purell my steering wheel. Like when I do my hands and they're still pretty wet, I'll do my steering wheel, my shifter, and the door handle. I'm that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still just dirt on there, man. Because you still gotta get like a towel. Or, I mean, you gotta like rub the steering wheels off and shit like that. Oh, like, I do. I, I okay, but see, that's the part of it too. So like, you, you can wash your hands and stuff before you eat. Like, what are you doing? Where you're? What are you doing with your hands that close to your face the rest of the day? What do you mean? Well, like, okay, so if you're purelling your hand, your hands, like, because you, you don't want to get sick. Well, you're not gonna get sick from anything else. It's really only in your mouth, face, nose, all that kind of stuff. So if you're purelling your hands, it's to make sure that they're clean when they touch anything that could get you sick. Okay. Well, how often? Like, how many times through the day do you wipe your your brow with the back of your hand, where you you know wipe the back of your eye or, or your brow, where you're touching your face? Not much. Not much. Okay. Well, Not I, much, I, actually, I work inside because you're but you're working outside and stuff like that. I could see that. Yeah, like I'm I'm wiping my face with my hand, like or I'm on the phone. My phone's on my face. My hand is by, by my face. All right, so do you? How often do you get sick then? I'm gonna knock on wood, because you know I'm not gonna. It's maybe I get sick once a year, maybe. All right, so it, it works for you. It's for me, dude. I do the. It's exact, pretty rare. I wash my hands throughout the day and stuff like that. You know, if I use the bathroom, whatever, before I eat, I always wash my hands before I eat. Other than that, dude, I don't wash my hands at all. Fuck it. I'll go outside and work in the yard for whatever i'll rinse them off with some water but soap nah screw it okay see now here now that's funny like if i'm out gardening or something and i'm digging in the dirt i'll wipe my hands on on you know my my shop towel or whatever i'll grab some chips out of the bag (laughs) i will but because i know what's in that dirt and it's crazy right it's a men it's a weird mental thing i'm not not saying it's normal i used to work with this guy man he was like a super germaphobe like think howie mandel germaphobe and uh to fuck with him we had gotten one of our friends because we were still kind of all getting out of high school there and so i had a friend i was like hey man can you steal one of those petri dish things that this teacher used to have i was like can you steal from his room he's always got them in there He's like, yeah, I can grab one for you. So he swiped one, brought it home. We did the little swab where we rubbed some shit on it and let it grow for a few days so it was all weird and moldy, and we put it on his doorstep. So when he came out the first thing in the morning, he opened the door, and there's this Petri dish, and he lost his shit, dude. Like, it was, he was terrified of it. He was terrified of a Petri dish? Yes, with the, 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 with the mold growing in it because he could see the mold, and it's like, oh, it's bacteria. So he was freaking out. I'm like, dude, are you, like, it was one of those irrational things that he had. And it was just the most hilarious thing. It was kind of like, um, what was your friend in high school, his his uncle who was afraid of mustard? Oh, yeah. All right, yeah. Yep. This guy was terrified of mustard. I mean, it was the weirdest thing ever. He would scream, run, but he was also a raging alcoholic. 
But yeah, he was just something about mustard. He would just lose his fucking mind. And uh, hey, we actually squirted him down with mustard one time. He was sleeping by the pool, all passed out drunk. We had had a party. And uh, Danny and I went in. We each grabbed a big thing of French's. I think I had the spicy brown, and he had the French the yellow. And we just hosed Bob down. He lost his mind, started throwing beer bottles, broke a window. He just he lost it, man. It's just trashed the place. I and, remember like when I was younger, and you'd watch Maury. Um, I, I mean, that's where you saw these people that had right. weird and terrible, you know, afraid of balloons or afraid of mustard, whatever the hell it was. And you had that kind of stuff that would creep up. You, I always thought that show was fake. And then no. you start going through life, and you meet some of these people, dude. And you're like, oh, oh, they're real. Yeah. I had. I was telling my wife today. I was about the, the grossest person I ever worked with. I worked with two guys who were super morbidly obese. One of them, he was. He had such bad sleep apnea, he would fall asleep standing up. And I was like, hey, man, you need to go to a doctor because <laughs> you're gonna die one day. And then, lo and behold, like four months later, he was dead, died in his sleep from sleep apnea. Holy shit. Yeah, I was like, well, there you go. The other one, it was another dude. He was like morbidly obese and just smelled, never changed, just gross dude. And he, uh, his job was to drive around this property at night for security in a Ford Ranger, like a, a single cab, bench seat <laughs> Ford Ranger. And this Those dude sat tiny. in a 450. So when he got in there, the seat <laughs> all the way back, his gut was still pushed into the steering wheel. And at the end of the night, he'd have this little line on a shirt where the steering wheel rubbed against his fat belly. And so he worked this weird grave shift and got off at about 5.30 in the morning, and I was not even awake yet. I was still at home, and as these guys were changing shift, the, the guy that was taking over for this big fat guy calls me. He's like, hey, man, he's shit in the truck, and he's not cleaning it up. I'm not getting in this thing. I was like, he's shit in the truck. Wait, wait, wait. So you're waking up, like half asleep, <laughs> getting ready for work, and you got somebody complaining that this, this guy that, that works for you shit in the truck. That he shit in the truck, yes. How do you even and, rationalizing and, that at that so, point in time? Because while I'm laying there, I'm like, hold on, you got to slow down. Like, the pieces aren't connecting here. Let, he shit in the truck? And so he had to go into detail, because if he didn't get into detail, it would have never made any sense. Because you're picturing, like, I'm really angry at my job, like we were talking about the other day with your dog shitting in front of you at the mower, that, you know, I, he just sat in front of this guy and just shit on the seat and got out and was like, fuck right. you, have a good shift. No, 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 no. This guy was so fat, whatever he ate, it was like diarrhea in his pants. And he oh, sat in it for no. the remainder of his shift and didn't even get out of the truck. And so when he got out, it was this big brown wet spot that had like seeped into the chair. What? And so I was like, oh. all right, man, I'll tell you what, go on foot. I, 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 I'll be there in a little bit. Tell him not to leave until I get there. And so... He's just standing there with just shitty pants that are like half dried at this point. So I show up because I went to go swing by the office and grab a new vehicle and bring it out for the other guy to drive around. And I was like, look, man, here, here's the new vehicle. You go about your shift. And I'm looking at the guy with the shit pants. I was like, what happened? He's like, oh, I didn't even know. And I was like, okay. What? You didn't even know you shit your pants? And the only thing that I could assume is that summer, <laughs> Vegas, it's 110 he has such bad swamp ass all day. I'm gonna throw up, dude. This is <laughs> when so you bad. put that when you put this diarrhea shit in his ass crack, he had no difference between swamp ass and shit. And I'm not kidding. He smelled kind of bad as it was anyway. He probably never smelled it over himself, or it sealed it in because of how fat his ass was. You so here's the worst part, bro. Medium. Here's the worst part. He uh, refused to clean it up, and I was like, "Look, if you don't clean it up, I'm gonna do everything in my power to fire you." Like, I'm just letting you know that right now. If you don't clean it up, he's like, I'm not cleaning it up. So he left. We ended up sending, like, coming uh, one of those mobile car cleaning companies come out and shampoo it all out. And they got it all out, did all the stain stuff. And we're like, all right, that's good enough. Fuck it. And put it back into service. No lie, dude. He did it again. Like, two what? months later. How and did, how, wait, wait. How did they not fire him for that? The second time? How? We had to fire him. And we're like, dude, you're fired. Like, you shit your pants twice at work and sat in it all night long. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> how, I, how did you guys not fire him the first time, though? How, like, how did they just let Man, that go? I, I guess you kind of felt for the guy, like... I, I don't know, what? but it wasn't How? really it wasn't my decision because if it was up to me when the guy is like shitting his pants in the truck and then is like I'm not cleaning this. Right. 
You're fired. You, you're fired. Oh my god. And you know, here's the thing, dude. Here's the it, I worked with a lady who had a medical condition and she shit her pants like five times at work. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, that's horrible. I should not laugh. I should be No. <laughs> and you know what, man? No one ever teased her for it. Because she had a true medical condition, and we all knew it. And you know what? Even with her disability, she was a badass hard worker and a super nice lady. And she was just a great person and hilarious. So we were like, all right, cool. Like, that that happens. Like, we understood. And she would shit her pants, <laughs> and she, she'd come walking past me and tell me, hey, I shit myself. I'm going home. I'm going to get cleaned up. I'll be back. <laughs> the first time, I was like, what did she just say? <laughs> Like she said it, and I just watched her walk past me. I had no bearing in my mind to try to figure out how that worked. Like, you just said you shit your pants, you're going home to get cleaned up, and you'll be right back. If that was me, I am never showing my face at work again. Oh, right. I quit. But no, she and she came back like 30 minutes later, and I was like, because she lives like right across the street. And so she came back. I was like, what happened? She's like, hey, I got a medical condition. I, I Sometimes I have a blowout. And I was like, what? <laughs> All right. That lady's a soldier. She, yeah, and, and she, she, she said it, and I was just like, hey, she owns it. I can never talk shit about her. <laughs> talk shit about her, and I'm doing ah. it right now. <laughs> but, oh, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, okay. <laughs> While we're on this topic. Oh, God. I, I was thinking, I was like, if I ever had, like, fuck you money. Like, if I was Jeff Bezos, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't have to work. I'm going to quit my job on Amazon, and I'm going to go on life missions just to fuck with people. But fuck with people on a global scale. And one of the first things I think I would do is I'd go get a job at Walmart. I'd, I'd have my name changed, all this shit, so no one knew who I was. And I'd go, oh, you look mm. like Jeff Bezos. Yeah, but I'm Mike Dick, whatever, Mike Hawk. Uh, and Mike Hawk. Yeah, Mike Hawk. <laughs> return of Mike Exactly. Hawk. And I would go to Walmart and just work as a stalker and just start talking about unions all day long. <laughs> Because Walmart, I don't know and, if you know this, dude, they have like oh, crazy man. union breaker stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you bring it up, they send down corporate executives to come in and talk to you and shit. So I would just get hired at Walmart and I'm not – just start talking about unions. And when they'd be like, you're fired, get out of here. I have enough money to change my name, get a new social, all this shit. I'd start again and just keep <laughs> getting hired at different Walmarts just talking about unions every day <laughs> until it happens because – like, they wouldn't know what to do, and it's not like they're going to suspect just some guy that's, you know, coming through. Oh, yeah, he kind of looks the same, but he, I have a different name every time. I'd start doing shit like why, that. Why could you just, you don't even have to go through that trouble. Just go start handing out union cards to all the employees. <laughs> just walk through the store <laughs> handing out union cards. Because they would start calling all the employees. They're like, I don't know, that was some customer. He just comes in and hands us these. Like, I don't know what you want from us. Yeah. Yeah, you, they got real weird, though, that did that. He started talking about union. And um, they actually had some union guys kind of stand out in the street and hand out cards like they were trying to as you were coming in. Uh-huh. And uh, he ended up getting fired like that week. They ended up, uh, one of the big wigs came in and rode with him on his route, like rode him up for every little thing and fired him. Damn. They just nitpicked the route and went one, two, three, right up. You're out of here. <laughs> Damn. That's fucking crazy, dude. Because it, it, they must be that, I mean, they're that terrified of it. Hmm. But at the time, man, I, I you kind of see where they're going because if you were able to unionize as that buyout was taken over, that company wouldn't have changed how it did. It couldn't have if it, it if it, if you the whole workforce though? was unionized. Some some DCs were unionized and they were pretty bad. Oh. I know the one in Milwaukee was unionized and they they were having a rough go of it. The employees were getting paid shit and it just wasn't a good situation. Yeah, gotcha. Hey, so. I uh yeah. I had this th- game that I kind of wanted to play with you, okay? All right. Um, I I, I your games I always you concern I, me. Well, we used to make like we used to joke about a lot of stupid shit. Um, one of the things that I, I always I liked to, we to still do, do, yeah, we still do. <laughs> um, and to kind of give people like um a clue, one we're nerds, and I was telling uh, somebody the other day that uh, we used to do this thing. We used to watch Family Feud and fucking just rock it. Like especially when they'd go into that final round, the uh, the whatever the feud round or the final feud or whatever it was, and I yeah. like one of us would leave the room, and be like, all right, dude, go ahead and do it, see what we get. And I'll come back and do the second round, see what we get, and see if we could win. And it was always kind of a fun game. But another one was we would make up shit 
uh, as far as like, you know what, this is a total bullshit commercial. And I was starting to think about it. When you're looking at these commercials now, I was kind of trying to figure it out. Like a lot of these companies, they have such bullshit flowery commercials trying to be so like PC. But meanwhile, there's like a huge stereotype that the rest of America, when you talk to your friends, they're like, yeah, if they were trying to really be truthful in their advertising, they would say this is their slogan instead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so in honor of Pride Month, since we're still in Pride Month, I think Subaru is missing out on a, a huge opportunity, right? They could have a tagline of something like, not just for lesbians anymore, or they could say uh, at the very end of the commercial, <laughs> hey, lace up your hiking boots, come on in, put your hair in a ponytail, we've got the right ride for you. Something along those lines. Because whenever you think of Subaru, what do you think? Lesbians, flannels. <laughs> right? I guess. Man. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, hey, dude, for some reason, it's it's also like a, a you know Jetta. Lots of like Volkswagen Jettas usually have a hot chick driving it. If it's a dude, you're like, eh, come on, it's a little gay. Uh, <laughs> or when guys were driving around in the Beetle with the uh, the flower holder uh, thing. Yeah. All right. You see what I'm saying? Or yeah. what do you think if you see a guy driving around in a Miata? In a Miata, well, it depends. Is he young or old? Because you see a lot of old guys in Miatas. Because. <sighs> That's a yeah. cheap Corvette, essentially. Yeah. So that's Subaru. Um, like another one. Here's here's another example. Sabaro Pizza. Uh, shitty food for the shitty places we're in. Because they're always in a fucking airport, a mall, something like that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Little Caesars. Best cardboard $5 can buy. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. great. I mean, because it, it, whenever you think about it, like, Little Caesars isn't real food. It's 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 just aw- but it's delicious, but it's nowhere near real food. Like near real food. No, no, I get actually ill if I eat that. I can't eat that stuff. It's just. Ugh. Uh, let's see here. BJ's restaurant. Have you? Do you guys have any BJ's up by you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. All right. So BJ's is kind of like a little bit of a nicer Applebee's. And their food is super mediocre, but there's one thing on their menu that's fantastic, dude. They have a because they make oh now their pizza is really doughy and shitty. They make cookies like a giant cookie in a pizza tin, and then they bring it to your table with just a bunch of ice cream on it. Slightly undercooked hot cookie that's super sweet with ice cream on top. Everybody loves it, right? So you always have this semi shitty meal, but you follow it up with their signature dish, the pizuki. So when you're done, you're like, oh, I'm full and it was delicious, and you forget how shitty the rest of the meal was. Mm-hmm. So for BJ's, because they've had a huge push recently and been doing a huge a-, a bunch of advertising, at BJ's you'll have an underwhelming meal that will be redeemed by a giant baked cookie. Like Just th- that's what they should say at the it. end of their commercial. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's another one. Uh, we have a a signature local beer here called Lone Star Beer. Do Lone Star Beer right? Texas, everything's supposed to be good. All that bullshit. Lone Star Beer sucks. It's two point one al- percent alcohol by volume. Oh my god! Two point one, dude. It's it's basically near beer. It's 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 Utah beer. So for them, How Lone Star Beer, that? all the calories with none of the reason that you drink. <laughs> exactly. What is that? That's got to be cheap, huh? Dude, I've never even looked at it. I haven't looked at it, but it was interesting. I walked to the grocery store the other day, and uh, Kroger, Smith's, whatever it is, they had 20 foot of cooler that was only Texas brews. Like, it was a third of their beer department is just Texas brews. Wow. Yeah. I was like, damn. And I started working my way through them. I started drinking beer again, by the way. One beer a day. That's it. You know what, man? I'm gonna be quite frank with you. I've done a little day drinking today. I'm I'm pretty buzzed right now. And Good. It's, it's, a, it's a it's a very rare thing for me. Um. Yeah. I'm drinking. Um. What the hell is this? Blueberry ale. Um. Blue bobber blueberry ale. Absolutely delicious. But uh, I've worked my there, way through six or of these today. There's a lot. Like I I started liking Shiner, but then again, everybody here likes Shiner. Um. But I was drinking. Um. The Lineys, they had a new one. Canoe Paddler? I've seen it. I haven't tried Isn't that an IPA? Yeah, but it wasn't bad. Man, I'm not a fan of IPAs at all. I'm usually not either. Although, and then they also had another one. It wasn't the Summer Shandy. They didn't have the Summer Shandy here yet. Uh, but it was another one. Sunset Wheat's the one that you're thinking of. That's the one you'll really like. Yeah, it was Sunset wheat, wheat that one. I got. It was yeah. a six-pack Sunset Wheat. Um, I tried a HPA the other day. It was a... Um, 
instead of uh, it had hemp in it instead of hops. Hemp it was hemp. pale ale. Yeah, it was um, it was really funky. But you know how like IPAs they have that real bitter finish. Yeah. This it had that bitter up front, but it finished sweet and smooth and skunky, but a good skunky, like like good herb skunky. All right. It was All interesting, right. man. It was interesting. Herb, was skun- herb skunky. Did it kind of get skunky like a Heineken, or was it tastier than that? No, no, it was not that kind of skunky. It was like a, it was like you opened a bag of good flour, and it was like, whoa, that skunky fresh weed smell. Interesting. It was. It was weird. The whole it, the whole kitchen stunk. <laughs> I was really? in there drinking it. The whole kitchen stunk. Huh. And what's what's the alcohol by volume on that? Was it a fairly strong beer as well? It was like six seven. That's impressive. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was it was good. I actually yeah, I really enjoyed it. Huh. Not an IPA fan, but that was really good. Fuck. Hey, uh, so I yeah. saw this other thing. I think I sent you a link on it. I kind of wanted to get. A, you know what? I'm gonna wait. maybe I'll wait for Mo on that one. The voluntary human extinction. What did you think about that, dude? That was. I actually I get where they're going. And I, I I really dig it. You want to save that um, one for an episode he's with us? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. So there's, there's a few things that came up this week that uh, I thought you might find interesting. All right. Think about when we were younger. I, I don't know if kids are ever going to experience the joy anymore of burning ants at the magnifying glass. Oh, God, no. They're too busy looking at their phones. I mean, when I was talking to my wife about this, when it came up, I was telling her, like, oh, yeah, we used to burn ants with a magnifying glass. And she had no idea how hot a magnifying glass could get. That You could actually light a fire with it pretty quickly. Oh, you yeah. Could do all sorts. She's like, no, really? Seriously? And I keep thinking, I'm like, I don't think kids nowadays are ever going to get that experience anymore. They're not going to experience that joy. Did you totally, you've totally forgotten about it, haven't you? It, I never, yeah, it never really dawned on me. We used to do it all the time. Yeah, it I was remember those, those big I think mom, fire ants would smell like steak. Do you remember yeah, I think that? Mom, yeah, I think mom regretted it though because once I figured that out, like I started putting shit in the gutter and starting it on fire, and then she'd get mad because I have little fires going in the gutter in front of the house. <laughs> yeah, me too. Everything was lit on fire. Yeah, she. Yeah, we used to light a lot of fires. I remember you. I don't know if you ever went back there. Um, in the desert, we had the, we had these train tracks by our house, mm-hmm. and it was. Our subdivision, and then there was a big wash that went out into the desert, and it was a pretty large desert area. And underneath the train tracks, there was these culverts. Well, we actually built a bicycle track, like a dirt bike track. Do you remember mm-hmm. that, or were you too young for that? Vaguely. That was before the gate went up, so I was very yes. small, but I do remember that. Yeah, eventually they put a gate up. And in fact, this is why they put the gate up. <laughs> so we had gone out there, and we built this big dirt bike track. And one of the... One of the jumps that was in the track, you'd come down this this huge hill into where the culvert was by the train tracks, and it was probably a 20-foot drop in, and then you'd come flying out of a little shallower hill, but you'd catch a lot of air. And so one day, we thought, we thought we'd light fires. We were lighting fires with the magnifying glasses back there. And we got this big ball of tumbleweeds going, and then we started jumping the fire on our bikes. And it was, yeah, it, right? You're, you know, you're like seven years old, and you're out there doing this. There was probably six of us, all of us neighborhood boys, and we were out there doing this. And um, so we are like, all right, you know, it was too easy. So I right, build the fire bigger, build the fire bigger, build the fire bigger. And then the fire got out of control. And, I, you know, there's houses that are really close to where these train tracks are, where there's so much brush. And it's on fire, and God, we got the hell out of there. And I'll never, I remember all the fire trucks going through the desert, and they're out there fighting the fire. And, you know, they, they, nobody saw us, nobody saw us do it. So we, we lucked out. But yeah, right after that, they put this giant metal wrought iron gate so you couldn't ride your bikes back there anymore. So we just ended up having to jump the fence. But yeah, Oddly, yeah I, I lit that desert on fire once myself, too. <laughs> 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 there was a lot of stuff well, that was out in that desert. Look, dude, I, we <laughs> used to go over to the grocery store that was right there. And yeah. the grocery store used to sell books or boxes of matches. Not a book, but a box <laughs> of matches. So a thousand matches for 99 cents. 99 cents. And four or five yeah. of us would go over there. And each of us would buy a box of matches. 
What cashier <laughs> nowadays, though, if five kids came in and bought 5,000 matches sequentially, one right after the other, would be like, yeah, fuck it, who gives a shit? Just give those kids 1,000 matches. <laughs> Yeah, the shit you got away with back in the day, it's definitely changed. But I, yeah. I, I rem- we Go definitely ahead. did yeah. that during summers, <coughs> weekly, weekly. Oh yeah, because we used to ride around on our bikes, all of us. I know you used to be there, and we oh, yeah. would have match wars and throw matches at each other as we got older. And so yeah. the ma- the streets would just be covered in thousands of matches, and all of us kids would be out there at night throwing fucking matches. We'd be riding our bike yeah. in the dark, throwing lit matches at <laughs> each other so we could see it. If you were driving down the street, you would just see like fireflies. Just but you'd be like, there's no fireflies in Vegas, and you'd be confused out of your mind, and then you'd plow into a group of kids. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's a godsend that we never got hit by a car. But I mean, you'd come home, and your mom would be like, what's wrong with you? You'd have burn marks all over your legs. You know, I got hit by a lot of matches tonight. Oh, the 90s were great. Yeah. But we would uh, go out to the desert, and we would take those matches and light shit on fire. And I remember. It was probably 4.30 in the afternoon, and we were out there with, like, six kids, and I had these palm trees that I lit on fire. There are two palm branches, and they are just flaming. I was waving them above my head, screaming some bullshit. And my friend's mom was, like, 150 yards behind us at the wall of the apartment complex looking over. She's like, what the fuck do you think you are doing? And I just drop these burning palm trees and start stomping them out, and there's, like, three other groups of us out there just all lighting little fires and shit. The desert, like burning animals out of their holes and shit, and she just could not believe that all these little pyros were running around. Yeah, yeah, man, but that desert took a lot of abuse. All the kids hung out there. I mean, you guys were a few years younger, but all the shit you guys did out there, and then our age range, there was a whole other group of kids that was my age that did a bunch of shit out there. Mainly probably smoking a lot of weed. Yeah, that happened a lot out there for sure. For sh- there was a, I remember there's a giant sewage, like a giant sewage culvert out there, and it came up. It was like a main mound, a service mound or something, and people would always dump their Christmas trees out there. Do you? So yeah. So <laughs> we ended up prying the lid off of that thing, and we shoved about twenty five Christmas trees. I mean, because people would just dump everything in the desert, and that's just that's one thing that was sad about living there. You know, every little desert space is just got shit thrown on it. People just dump garbage wherever. Anyway, we plug this thing full, and it ends up overflowing. <laughs> I remember the city having to be out there and watching those guys. It's horrible laughing. I mean, I feel, you know, you realize now as you're an adult, like, what things cost. Yes. Like, all the mischief that all of us kids caused. I mean, it, was a, it wasn't just me. It was a group of kids that did this. You know, and watching those guys hoist all these wet, soaking, disgusting Christmas trees out of that giant manhole. Oh, God. Yeah, and it's probably like crazy overtime that the city had to pay him to get him out there. Yeah. Dude, we used to, um, this is bad. When I was in in middle school, we would walk through a neighborhood. And this is why now I cannot leave my garage door open because I'm terrified kids are going to do this. If a garage was open like a crack, we we hung out with this kid that we called Steve the Jew, and Steve the Jew was a tiny, tiny kid. Like I mean, he was like five three and ninety pounds, one of those really small kids. So he would squeeze under the door, sneak in, pop the lock on the inside of the garage, let us all in, and we'd go and just steal all the beer out of the refrigerator. And occasionally we'd do shit that was just really fucked up because we knew they were expensive. Like oh, they have lobster tails, we're taking those too. Like that kind of shit. And we'd stock up for our parties. Like people like open it up and they'd have like two thirty packs in there and I'm sure it's they're having a party tomorrow, so they put it in the outdoor fridge and we'd take the two thirty packs. Like, fuck, where'd all my beer go? And that's how we uh we partied, but God, I, I think about all those times like we, we would do that shit and I, I like how pissed would you be if you're like, I bought lobster tails and a bottle of wine tonight for me and my wife and I go out to start dinner and they're both stolen. Dude, I I'll never forget we uh we used to hang out at this girl's house, and it was like a hangout spot. We'd all hang out in the garage, and there was probably eight of us over there after school all the time. There was, we had couches in the garage and stuff. We hang out, and same thing, man. The neighbor across the street, this old guy comes home, and he takes all of his groceries in, and he's got this big twenty pack. Remember those twenty pack boxes of Corona? Yep, the big ones. He takes it over and he opens up his outdoor fridge and he puts it in there, and he closes his fridge, and it's just as he's closing that fridge and walking to his house, our buddy Jay stands up and walks, walks right across the street, 
gets that case of beer out of that guy's fridge and comes back and puts it in our outside fridge. He's like, all right, I got the beer. Who's doing the lime run? So we end up, we're all sitting out there drinking these Coronas like a couple hours later, right? <clears throat> and we see the old guy come out and he goes in the fridge and he opens the door and he just goes, what the fuck? And he looks over and he sees all of us over there drinking Coronas. He goes, you little fuckers know anything about this? No. <laughs> it was, we're all sitting there drinking Corona. <laughs> nope, we don't know anything. Oh, that's such a dick move. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Outdoor fridges were awesome. I, did you ever ever raid campsites? You ever go camping and then go sneak over to another campsite and Not swipe the cooler in the middle of the night? Really? Because I, I didn't do a lot of that shit. Because I, I, I just didn't camp all that much. But yeah, occasionally we did. Occasionally. Dude, because you know, like, you think about that, you have that karma coming back to you, so I'm just waiting for it to hit me again. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, damn, yeah, that, these neighborhood kids, I, I think about all the stuff that I do. I'm like, nope, got to close my garage all the way. My deep freeze out here, nope. I'm going to come out here and everything's going to be missing one day. Because, you know what's really messed up, dude? Is I, like, my last house, I had the cable guys there. They, my, my cable was all messed up. They had to send somebody out. And I'll, I'll tell you, Cox, it was Cox Communications. They suck. They were so awful. Awful. Um, they came out to my house like, 15 times without exaggeration because they were trying to fix it could never figure out what my internet wasn't working and I was like alright whatever and they kept sending out these contractors and the first two I sat out there with them I was like hey man no disrespect but I'm going to come out and hang out with you just because you know I'm worried my tools and shit are going to disappear I was like nothing against you I'm just paranoid about it the third one came and I was like I can't I can't stay out here with you but hey man you know whatever just uh, I'll check on you in a little bit if you have any questions just, just give me a holler come in the house and He's like, all right, man, I'm all done. So I came downstairs, and I fucking closed the garage, and as soon as he pulled away, I looked over, my fucking impact drill was gone. You gotta be shitting me. I was like, you've gotta be shitting me, because I didn't sit here with this guy and fucking watch him like a hawk. My fucking impact drill was gone. I was pissed. And so I called right away, and I was like, hey, this asshole just stole my impact drill. And they're like, yeah, you can't really prove it, though, right? And I was like, no, I can. It was here before when he got here because I was doing a project with it this weekend, and I hadn't put it away yet, and now it's gone. It was there when he got here, and it's gone when he's gone. And they're like, he's a third-party contractor. It doesn't actually work for us. We'll see what we can do. And I was like, let me get this straight so you don't even have your own employees out working for your jobs, and then when they steal shit, you don't do anything about it. Got you. That's Cox Communications. Cox Communications. Cox, if you really want, go ahead and send me a letter. Yeah, I remember them being horrible when I was living there. I never had anyone steal from me. I just remember their service being shit. Dude, it's sad, though. Like, the FedEx guys now and UPS guys, UPS doesn't hire them. They don't get UPS benefits. They don't get FedEx benefits. They're just temps. And they're contracted out. And they drive a UPS truck sometimes. Sometimes they drive their own truck or some other weird, like, delivery van. Right. But they don't even work for those companies anymore. The real sad part is the post office now does that, too. My, I had a post guy come up. He walked up. He was wearing dirty, like, jean shorts that were cutoffs with combat boots. I was like, well, all right. Fucking Vietnam vets working for the post office can wear anything they want now, apparently, for PTSD. Really? But, yeah, and he had, like, a dirty T-shirt on. I was like, what? He's, I was like, who are you? He's like, I'm your mailman. And I was like, where's your uniform, man? Like, I don't know if you're my mailman. He's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm a contracted mailman, so they give me one of their trucks to drive, but I don't get their uniforms. I don't actually work for the post office. So I'm just, you know, con like a temp, and I'm like, Oh, all right. These are people coming delivering your shit every day. Yes, with all my super, you know, sensitive personal information and bank statements and and mortgage statements, whatever the hell's coming to your house, you know, all that kind of crap. They get to see everybody's mail, and I'm like, they're not even like an employee of the post office. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. Huh. So that's that's kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, that's got me really thinking about shit now. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I'm all fucking paranoid now. Yeah. Are you smoking hey. something new that makes you a little paranoid there? No, no. Uh -uh. Hey, I, I got a question for you. When do you think cash is going to go away? I was thinking about that the other day. I was I was actually out oh. driving. and. When do I think cash is going to go away? Yeah, I was thinking so. Because I do a lot of weird cash at, you know, cash transactions. Like uh, selling vegetables and stuff. And, you know, it's like. Somebody comes and picks up pounds of beans from me, you know, three bucks. And I, you know, I put that in my little cash jar and I fund my garden with that. But when it, when is cash going to go away? It's going to be ev eventually. I well, don't see it sticking around long term. 
I know we've talked about this on a previous episode that we're already starting to bring stuff up again. Have you noticed that? By the no. way, we're like 16 episodes in. Um, Holy shit. Yeah, I know. Um, I think cash is really going to start go because I don't know if it will because just like we said, Amazon started to open up those stores and then it was that they were discriminating against the unbanked and the cashless. Do you remember that? Yeah, vaguely. Yeah, and so you're going to have these people who are so hypersensitive. I'm looking forward to the day, to be quite honest with you. Why? Because I don't want to worry about all of it. It just needs to, it, it needs to be somewhere secure. It needs to be somewhere, you know, like kind of... The ability to be able to pull someone's information off their cards and stuff like that and steal their money that way. they got to figure out something that's a little bit more secure. But I also don't want to... I, I wish they gave me a chip that I could fucking implant in my hand and had everything in there. My driver's license, my license to carry, all, all that shit. I, I had every bit of information I'd need. It has my, my debit cards, my credit cards, all that bullshit, and I can just swipe it. Beep. Done. Huh. And you have two of them. So say you have one in one arm, and then you got one implanted somewhere else in your body. So if your hand gets severed because someone wants to cut off your hand and go use it, they can't. Why couldn't they just cut off both your hands? Because if it's somewhere else <laughs> in your body, like, yeah, you're going to kill me for it? Well, guess what? It doesn't work unless it's in my body. Hmm. You know, some shit like that. Sorry. So I'm the only one that can use it. Super secure. Beep. It's me. I'm done. But there's a lot of those chic clubs in, like, Norway and shit, dude. When you go now, they give you an RFID chip that they shoot into your skin, and that becomes your pass. Like, because it's those, like, uh, the resorts, like the swim resorts and stuff, where it's, like, club. So everyone's in their swimsuit the entire time and going into the hot springs and stuff. They just give you an RFID chip in your hand. That's how you pay for it. Everything gets charged to your room. Boop. What the fuck? Yeah. I don't like that shit, man. Man, I, you know, I thought it was crazy, but then even last night I was driving home, and I look over, and there's this chick, and she's just going ballistic, talking on the phone, just, like, throwing her hands up, not even paying attention. And then I realized, oh, she's in a Tesla. Tesla's driving itself right now. Like, she has no care. She's just talking on the phone, doing what she would do anyway. But now it doesn't matter because the car's driving for her. I'm cool with that level your... of anonymity. I thought you had to keep your hands on the steering wheel. Autonomy. No. 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 They recommend that you do. I could have swore there's a sensor on there that you have to keep them on there a certain... Percentage of the time. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Um... But or an, autonomy, I guess is the word I was looking for. Though, yeah, right? you missed autonomy. It. Yeah, not anonymity. I'm dumb, stupid. Autonomy. Um, <laughs> but I, I, yeah, dude, cash. I think is probably going to be something that will go away. Um, I think That's there's a bank out there, Capital One or something like that. Capital One's doing their cashless cafes, and they have like Starbucks's and stuff like that in there now. You can go in there and open a bank account and uh, do whatever the hell you're doing and. Grab a coffee and it's, but it's cashless. All the transactions are cashless. Man, so. I don't know. I still love cash. I'm yeah, all, but I, as I people know. go away, cash has to go away at point of sale. Like we were talking about, at Cinemark. Yeah. Cinemark has like no cashiers anymore. It's all self. As soon as you go to all those self serves, you have to have a card for that for the most part because people again have to go in and service everything. So if I have to go over there and unload that machine every day and count it out and all that bullshit, no, it's just too much work. If I slide a card, the accounting software does it all. God, it's such a weird world we're living in. Yeah. You, you, know, know, the, you know, I had a real weird moment this morning. So we got up early, the girls and I, and then we let the missus sleep in and uh, went through our morning routine. And it was like 8 o'clock. Um, the little one actually got up at 5 this morning, so she was ready for her morning nap pretty early. So 8.30, she went down. Uh, my middle child and I, we came out here into the shop and we had the garage open. And my, she's been really interested in space lately. I, I don't know what it is. She's just a lot of space questions, looking at the moon. And She came out and lately we've been able to see the moon in the morning. It was cloudy this morning and raining. And she said, ah, oh, Daddy, I can't see the moon. I was like, that's, I said, it's up there. She's like, I know. So I, I looked and said, you know what's crazy? She said, Past those clouds and past all that, that's outer space. You know, what's out there? We don't know. You know, I was just kind of explaining all just those those facts to her. Mm -hmm. You know, that we're on this planet. That's you know, she she's starting to grasp that and she's just blown away by it. And it's it's really neat watching her 
those questions hit her mind like she has those epiphanies like oh shit you know that's true we we are in space like you know we're on this planet and just watching those things go on in her head and her eyes light up it's just neat it was really neat seeing that this morning if you really want to get that trippy, that that kind of hippie stoner a sentiment to it, we're like moss on a rock just rolling down a mountain, bro. <laughs> no, I was just. But you kind of are. I mean, I was, that's really what it is. You're just kind of at the whim of it. Yeah, it was just neat watching a child have that moment where she was realizing those things. Well, she's realizing what's beyond her because yeah. until now, yep. her world is her, her and her family unit. Yeah, it's that first time as you're a kid. I I dis- I distinctly remember the first time that I had the realization of, if I left a camcorder in my room recording, as I go to school and I come back, my room still exists and there would still be something on that tape. Stuff is still in motion while I'm not here. I was pretty young. I don't know. I, I couldn't remember exactly what age that was, but I remember like that thought of like, oh, stuff goes on without me, mm-hmm. and it was hard to grasp. Yeah, you have those realizations as a child, but it was neat to see that from an adult's perspective. Interesting. So I, I, I think I want to get her a telescope. I think she'd really get a kick out of that. That'd be a really cool gift. Yeah. That'd be, yeah, because I, I always enjoyed them. I know even, dude, even when I was in college, I had to take a, uh, an astronomy class. I remember that. As an that. adult, as an adult, 24 years old, and we're out in the middle of the desert, and they're like, there's Jupiter, and there's Saturn. And you look through Saturn, you're like, Oh, it looks just like those pictures. Yeah, those are those rings. And and for some for some reason, even though you're further away and it's a telescope, you can see a depth to the planet that makes it a whole lot more real than a picture does. Hmm. You there see is. the three dimension of it. That's the weird part. Like you, it's it's what, how do you look at a circle on a piece of paper, right? It's it's just a circle. It's just a planet. It's a perfect sphere. But then when you look at it through a telescope all of a sudden it becomes a ball and you're like oh there's a huge difference to that that flat two-dimensional picture to the ball i see right Hmm. yeah telescope dude would be pretty cool yeah i think she'd get a kick out of that then maybe she can find an asteroid like in deep impact that's going to destroy the world yeah let's hope not yeah there's worse things that could happen Maybe, possibly. <laughs> Richard Simmons Jesus. could come back to, like, prime time. Oh, God. Is that guy still alive? Bro, I don't know. You know, there was a good podcast that was out there called Finding Richard Simmons, which I'm not a Richard Simmons fan, and I listen to every episode of the podcast. There's a theory yeah. out there that I guess his his housekeeper nanny is holding him hostage, and he's under, like, Munchausen syndrome, where he's just, like, a captive, and he's completely happy with it. Huh. It's bizarre. Why? It's has bizarre. he been missing? I don't understand. I guess I haven't seen him. In- yeah, he. I guess six years ago, just disappeared from public eye and, and left all his like clubs and all that kind of stuff and just disappeared. Maybe he got fat again. Uh, hey, dude. Maybe, maybe I. That wasn't addressed in the the uh, podcast. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. It's fun. It's kind of cool though. Inspirational guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? My man is still Jack Lane with his juicer. All right, because he was a man's man. He was, and you know him swimming out and all that kind of stuff. I except, I guess when he was swimming, it was, he was in a speedo, which is a little weird. But hey, if it's more aerodynamic, what about um Ron Popeil, man? Do you remember the Ron Popeil commercials? The guy that had looked like oh, he was yeah. just made of plastic, just like the machines he was hawking. You gotta set it and forget, and forget it. it, dude. I I was obsessed with infomercials, obsessed with infomercials. Yeah, I know you were a big Billy Mays fan. Love Billy Mays. Love that guy. Him, the ShamWow dude. Yeah, they were all great, man. Because, look, growing up, we didn't have cable. So Saturday morning or Sunday morning, if you walked up, woke up to watch TV, that's all that was on. Like, that's all you had. That or you... Here's how much I hated religion when I was a kid. This sounds bad. Even then, <laughs> even then when I turned on Sunday morning television, I had the choice between infomercials or, like, television evangelicals. Or the uh, the the crazy television churches, and I would still watch infomercials. Oh yeah, by far. Yeah, and that's when Bob Ross would Much come on real. after that. I still watch Bob Ross today, bro. Bob Ross was awesome. Yeah, hell yeah, he was. There's a Bob Ross game now. I'm like, dude, they're just they anything that they can slap his name on and sell, they are. Which 
if if he knew in his estate, he would probably be furious. Like if he could have ever pictured whoever it was that took control of his estate selling his likeness for just all sorts of garbage, they would have been pissed. Well, he was much more famous in his death than he was when he was alive. Oh, for sure, for sure. I was listening to uh, another podcast, uh, Mike Rose. Um, oh crap! The way I see it, you actually might really like that. Like might like that podcast. It's like five to ten minutes long, and it's the dude from Dirty Jobs kind of telling a um, Paul Harvey like story. Really? Yeah, I like and it Mike ends. Rowe. It basically ends like he goes through, and one of the stories was he was talking about a, a marine drill instructor who yelled at everybody, and in his retirement was like, "I'm not going to yell at anybody," and it turns out that was Bob Ross. And apparently these stories are true. Now, I would have had no idea that this dude was like a, a trained killer and was a drill instructor for the Marines for years and then finally retired. like, I'm going to go be a painter and paint trees. Bob Ross was a fucking Marine? I guess. Really? According to that story, I don't know how true they are. But apparently they are. Everybody that I talked to and kind of looked up online, they're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's true. <laughs> well, as Paul Harvey would say, and now you know the rest of the story. Yeah, dude. Fuck Paul Harvey. I remember listening to that guy every day at lunch when I would visit Grandma and Grandpa up at their summer lake house. Yeah. Every year at lunch, we'd listen to Paul Harvey. Yeah, old people loved Paul Harvey. They loved radio. I mean, that's what they grew up on. Well, who's the guy from like Andy Rooney with the crazy fucking eyebrows? Mm hmm. From 60 Minutes? Come on every Sunday morning and give some weird like 15 minute thing. Just those eyebrows that looked like they were going to attack you. And, dude, hold on. Who are the people that get to walk around with their eyebrows like this? Is Do they not have a woman in their life to be like, hey, you're – or when do they get their hair cut? Their barber isn't like, hey, let's trim up those eyebrows, man. Yeah, your fucking eyebrows look like caterpillars. It's just insanity. And some of the, like, there's a couple of those weird old Asian men, dude. They get that crazy one that, like, hangs and dips down in front of them. It looks like it's bangs off their forehead. And then they got that crazy mole one that comes out and they twist the mole hair and you're like, I just, I stop, I can't, I can't. Like I'm eating dinner and you've got six long hairs coming out of this mole that you're twisting into a ponytail. Matt, man, you're making me sick to my stomach this <laughs> podcast, man. I don't know what it is with you tonight. You just, you just you're painting the picture too vivid, man. Dude, but see, the problem is, is you're like, everybody he's describing I've run into on a regular basis oh, yeah. in my life. Yeah, I'm going through them in my head, just going, and oh, man. Yep, that's the greeter at Walmart. That's the dude from Wingstop. That's the guy from Supercuts. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's, <laughs> it's rough. <laughs> yeah, that's that's rough, man. Oh, man. See, what else you got? Any guy thing for the week? No, not much, man. It's just been, just life's been busy. Just the garden's finally popping. Got out there and did some shit in the in the yard this week. Fucked around, you know. It, I look around. And I realize there's a lot of folks that don't take care of their yards now. That's too much work. It's it's just crazy. Like you don't, nobody protects their investment. That's what I don't understand. I got this lady that lives behind me. Like, dude, they they took her deck apart with a chainsaw a few years ago. Who took like, it apart? Her and. I think it was her father. Like, she's like, oh, I'm going to redo this deck. So they got a chainsaw out, and they cut this. The wood was good. You could have used it. They cut it apart with a chainsaw. They burned it, and it's it's just been a weed patch ever since. That's uh, disgusting. Dude, it's crazy. I had to trim one neighbor's bushes that were grown into my yard like two feet. Like I couldn't walk along my garden. I had to trim it, and I'm looking over like, you can't take care of your shit. It's their investment. That's what I don't understand. You know, you, I think... you 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 pay for this home and you you build equity in it to sell it one day and, and make some money and build a nest egg. And you're not taking care of it. It's just insane to me. I think a lot of people just don't put the value into stuff anymore. Think about it from this terms, dude. When was the last time you talked to somebody who names their car? Man, I had nobody. All right. In our parents' generation, how many people named their car? Oh, a lot of people. Everybody. Yeah. You know, and it was one of those things. I, I don't think our kids are ever going to have that kind of feeling. Dude, I was talking about this with my buddy at, at work the other day. 
when we were kids, even in a big city, you'd get on your bike and go ride hours away from your house. 10, 11 years old. No one thought twice about it. Nowadays, could you imagine an 11-year-old or 12-year-old riding to where, from where we were down to the grocery store, which was quarter mile, quarter mile away maybe? Man, I, I wouldn't let my daughter go. No, of course not. We I did it all the time. Ch- all the time? Every day. Every day. I once got hit by a car on the way there, and he just like he hit my tire and spun me out because he was parked, stopped, and like uh, I was crossing through a driveway, uh, like exiting an apartment complex, and he just was not paying attention, and came like he stopped and then started to go and just kicked my back tire out, hit me, and drove away. And I remember getting up and I was like, I'm really lucky he didn't hit me, hit me, and got on my bike and just kept riding. I never even told my mom. Like, just continue riding. All right, it's cool. It's cool. But, yeah, dude, you, you think about it now, and I, I also think about when I'd walk down there as a kid, for some reason that dry cleaner that was always there seemed really shady. Yeah. And then there was, like, a store that was constantly rotating, like a bridal store, a smoke shop, or something else, and it just never, it always ran out of business. The one on the corner. Yeah. Yeah. It was always like, ran out of business. Yep. All the time. And going down there, there was some sketchy-ass people. And we just were like, yeah, it's whatever. It's just the neighborhood. Yeah. Huh. I would never let yeah. my kids do that. No, it. But you think it was more dangerous then than it is now? I or, think or it's vice perceived versa. danger. Because here's here's a for instance. Okay? You think it's more perceived danger? Uh, I do. I think the danger was still there when we were kids. It just wasn't known. Yeah. How so? I think it's exactly the same. I think all the stuff is exactly the same. You just hear about it more. Like when you have these mass kills of like birds or fish, and everyone's like, oh my God, it's the end of the world. We, there's just 20,000 fish that washed ashore. Yeah, every time it happens now, you hear about it. You didn't hear about that shit years ago, but it happened. Because information, information didn't travel like it did. Exactly. Dude, nowadays, if, if, if Trump farted on TV, if he went up to the podium and it was like, yada, 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 make America great again and let one rip and somebody caught it on a mic, how quickly did everybody in the world hear about it? In seconds. Seconds. Minutes. It'd be on every news media thing and within the hour. Because the news now, it, it, this, that's the sad part too. So I know we talked about it earlier too, is you have to get these news organizations to take responsibility for the news they're putting out there. But their sources now are unvetted sources. So basically, they're just hanging back and they're pulling information from every social media outlet and then just throwing it on the news saying it's news. There's not a journalist out there anymore. Like going to get a story and talking to sources, you, that's not the majority of the story. Majority of what they're putting out for public consumption is we pulled this off of social media coming in from Twitter now. All right, here's the person we know from Twitter, and the eyewitness is like, Yeah, the other day I watched Trump have masturbate with a walrus and a bear. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we know at least one of those things are true. Maybe not the bear, but we know the walrus for a fact, right? Yes, the walrus is a fact. All right, we know, and now it's everywhere. Like, it, it, there's not really somebody out there vetting it. Right. A walrus and a bear, you say? Mm. Well, see, it's it's unconfirmed. So right now, we're just confirming the walrus. Mm, okay. Yeah. Do the walrus have tusks? You know what? That's that's uh, it's it's in hot debate right now. We're trying to get more check back on that story. Let's mm. just go back to the capital. Like, was he th- given to the walrus from behind while holding the tusks? <laughs> that's an interesting <laughs> one, dude. See, it's my buddy and I also had this conversation at lunch. You think about stuff that's normal for us now. So he asked me, like, growing up in Vegas, how often did you see a transvestite, something like that, walking around? And I'd be like, yeah, it was commonplace for me then. And I don't know what they're called now, trans, tra- transgender, whatever. Dude dressed as a woman. Whatever it was. And in Vegas, it was just so normal. Like, all right, cool, whatever it is. What, and you'd move about your day. But for other people, that was crazy weird. And now it's more commonplace. So what's going to be the next thing that's crazy weird to us but becomes more commonplace for our kids' generation? And I, I was like, I, I, that's such a weird, he's like, like, what happens if bestiality becomes, at that point, commonplace? And I was like, whoa. I mean, I just, it seemed, I, no, I'm not cool with that. Like, that would freak me out. I, there's nothing in my mind that would make that okay. And he's like, yeah, but what happens if 30 years that is? Like, people keep pushing it to that. I was like, wow. He's right. Like, what's stopping that from being pushed to that? Hmm. God, I would hope morals. Hmm. But you shouldn't if, if fuck you, your neighbor's lab. 
which is right right i i remember my mom's boss at a christmas party had a couple drinks i was way too young to be (laughs) in this conversation but i thought it was hilarious it's like in my town where I grew up, there were two groups of boys. Those were the only two families. So either you got gay or you got with a goat. He's like, let me tell you, I got friendly with both. And I was like, what? Oh, my God. I know the guy, too. Yeah. And I was just like, all right. I probably shouldn't have heard that until I was well into adulthood, <laughs> if it ever. But I just laughed. And I think back. But, yeah, dude, like, I, I don't know. Is there going to be a point where that's that's normal? I mean, in certain places in this world, there are countries where that's normal. Why is this world so weird? How close uh, am I to getting you to throw up this podcast? You're pretty there. That's pretty close. You definitely got me fucked up tonight for sure. Why? You got another one? Let's go. Throw it in there. I actually don't. I don't. I'm going to see. I'll see if I can get another one to come up. (laughs) I think we're a little bit over our time there, young man. I'll give you one more, and then I'll let you run. Yeah, I got pissed like a racehorse. Here's the last one, then. Here's the last one to see if we can get you to kind of just yak. All right. When is it okay to pick your nose? When is it okay? Okay, actually, here you go. Had this issue this morning. Woke up. Allergy season's going, so a little stuffy, a little dry as well from the air conditioning, and, you know, you get them big ones up in there, and you blow your nose, and... I broke one loose. A lot of it came out, but I broke one loose, and it was hung up in there, and I I had to go get it. I think that's okay. I know the real answer for everybody. Okay. Here's the answer when you can pick your nose. When nobody's looking? When you think no one's looking. (laughs) Because there's one extra word that I put in there. Think. So when you think, okay. When you think no one is looking. Because if you think there might be a chance that someone's looking, you're not picking your nose. But I'll tell you right now, dude. You could be in a football stadium surrounded by 100 million people or 100,000 people. If you think no one's looking, you're still doing it. And what makes you say that? How many times have you gone to a ball game and you had to break one loose or pick one out of there and you're in the bathroom and you're standing in the stall and you're like, all right, I'm going to grab one of these real quick. All right. Grab a piece of toilet paper. You jam it in there. Get your finger in there. Get one out. Is that picking your nose if you're using toilet paper? Well, yeah, you're still picking your nose with your finger in there, too. Right, but you got the tissue dividing your nostril and your booger with your finger. See, now you're under the assumption that picking your nose is a bad thing because you're having to try to define it like that. Picking no, your nose I'm just saying, is it a dirty thing? Because I'm trying, that to me, it's a dirty thing. Why is it any different if you're using a thin, thin piece of toilet paper between your nose and you? Because <laughs> I'm not touching that booger. <laughs> I- I'm not saying the justification is right. I'm just saying this is the justification I'm using to make myself feel okay with it. Have you ever had that sneeze that has a little extra mucus? Maybe you're sick and you sneeze and it, like, it drips back into your throat and you're like... <laughs> and it's like that, that weird mucusy piece between your nose and your mouth where you're trying to like hack it out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's awful. But then you're, you're, wait, you're, you're, that, that doesn't necessarily bug you because it stays within your body. But if your finger touches your booger, it freaks you out. Dude, I didn't say I, I said I was okay with that. I think that's gross. Yeah. But is it different because it stayed within your body? So then you're saying it's okay to eat your boogers. Well, you do usually anyway. I don't know. I'm not saying yes or no. I'm just saying. I'm just asking the question, man. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm having you. I'm, I'm having I'm you just, be the guinea pig. I'm just trying to wrap answer. my head around this and justify what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, so if, if you kind of do the <laughs> and you snort it through and okay, you kind of so, swallow it, you just ate your booger, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> so it's okay because it never actually left your body, but the act of pulling it out of your body, and if you were to eat it, then it's bad. <laughs> so it's, so it, foul. it's just the so difference between it staying foul, in your body and it coming out of your body. Because as soon as it touches your finger, it's poison, kind of like when you're a kid and you put the co- couch cushions down, floor is lava, floor is poison. <laughs> like that, that's, that's the difference. You're like, oh, shit, shit, finger touched it, it's poisoned it. So, oh my God, that's just foul, man. Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just asking because I've never asked anybody this question. I don't know the answer, so I'm, I'm asking for guidance. There I you need go. This is to help a, me with the direction. This here. is a new one to start asking people when you're in the delivery room on Wednesday. Start asking the nurses this question. Yeah, be like, just hey. break the ice with this one. Say, hey, 
You ever you ever fucking sniff and you get that loogie and you swallow you actually swallow that booger? Like that's okay, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Was well, it okay that you're eating your booger then? Ask him. Hit him up with this one. I'm going to. I'm right like, hey, the baby's hey, coming. I got a medical question. I'm going to pose it like that. Like, I got a medical question. If I snort and I get like a little loogie out of that and I swallow it, that's okay, right? Like, I'm not going to die, right? And like, yeah. All right, so you would advise that, like, I can do that and I'm fine. Yeah, you're fine if you do that. All right, now if I pick my nose and I eat my booger, is that okay? And they're going to be like, no, that's disgusting. Be like, but it's the same booger. One came out the nostril and went back in. The other one just stayed on the backside of the nostril and went into the stomach. So the fact that it was birthed into the air and then back into you it makes it foul. I, it's just so it's such a disgusting conversation, dude. Well, dude, I just need to be real clear. The listeners are going to be just dying because you're like, Fuck, I, I need to know what he, the nurses said. Well, yeah, you definitely have to bring this back. Yeah, because see, if I do this at a restaurant, man, I just I can't have this conversation at a restaurant. Yeah, you get some pissed off people. Really pissed off people, and I'll probably get some pissed off waitresses too. Not even get a pissed off wife. My wife is so used to it, dude. She's a saint. She's a fucking saint. Yeah, she puts up with a lot. Oh, she puts up with a lot. So <laughs> both, much. Both of her wives do. So much. All right, well, we can call it cuts there. Next week, we're going to go ahead and uh, I, I had one more that I wanted to talk about, and it's the game that we used to play called Sm- uh, Spot the Moose Knuckle. Oh, boy. All yeah. right. So we'll leave you hanging with that for next week. Until then, if you could, please like the show on uh Face, you know, screw Facebook. Dude. I hate. Can I just tell you, I hate our Facebook. Like, I, I hate it. I actually think I'm gonna delete it. Okay. I much prefer Twitter and Reddit. Twitter, I think, is, is still is still viable. It's a little bit easier to use, a little easier to digest. Facebook is just too much crap. So you know what? Don't do anything on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter though, uh, and then at TOD Podcast is where you can find us. Also on Reddit. Uh, I I actually lo- re- love Reddit. Reddit, dude. Reddit's way better. And if you're not on Reddit, Jake, get on Reddit. You, you'll okay. you can find. You know all those groups and stuff that you like? Like all the chat groups and stuff? Like Reddit is those on steroids. Okay. So Check it out. Check it out. Because you can post. It's so much quicker. It's, it's easier. You get a lot more. And it's a lot funnier shit on there, too. Anyway. So um, also on Reddit at Thoughts on Demand Show. Uh, and then subscribe to the show and share us with a friend. That's going to be the most important one is sharing with us with a friend. And then uh, I know I've got a few people trying to get lined up, so we're going to have some guests coming on the show, Jake, uh, to kind of go through, talk about their podcasts. I found some good stu- good ones that I like that I want to share with everybody. So uh, we're going to try to get a calendar together and get that out to everybody so we can really get that time down and give you guys some good content. Until then, thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Have a good one. Thoughts on demand.